the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to the best of investing. That's my other show, Sport Econ 101. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Uh, our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And you're going to want to answer the trivia questions because the certificates are worth over $100. So that's a, a nice little gift to win. Uh, today's trivia theme is entertainment trivia. And um, my two co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Phan, I'm not sure if they're going to join us today, but we do have a special guest. Thomas Douglas, the author of the book Adapt or Die and CEO of J-Mark. Thomas, welcome to The Best of Investing. Hey, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it very much. So let's just get right into it. Um, First of all, let's get into what is J-Mark? Because you've won some awards there. I'd like the audience to hear what you've done. Yeah, uh, so we're an IT managed services company. So effectively, we manage IT for our clients to protect their business and help them grow. Uh, you know, so when they don't have an IT department, or if they have an IT department that has some gaps in it, we we step in and help the organization to run more successfully and develop a technology strategy that helps the organization to achieve its long term objectives. Um, and in today's world, obviously, keeping companies safe with all the cyber risk out there is, is quite, a, quite a task. And so we have a lot of responsibilities. We manage about 20,000 devices around the country. And so it keeps us hopping and, and pretty busy. Well, yeah, especially with all the cyber attacks that are going on. Uh, yeah. That's just it's like so, so important. Um, yeah. And, then, uh, and give us a, a brief uh, introduction of, of yourself. Who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've had I've had the privilege of being the CEO for over 20 years now. So I stepped into the company as a level one engineer after being in the Navy, uh, where I, I kind of fell in love with technology and and learned a lot about discipline and learned a lot about what it means to to be a good leader. And candidly, I learned a lot about what it means to be a bad leader, uh, which put me on the path that I'm on. And and uh, when I was able to work my way up through the ranks from a level one 
one engineer in the company and then eventually buy the company from its its founder, we had to downsize it to about six people. Uh, we've we've uh, been fortunate to win the Inc. 5000 uh, award you know, for fastest growing small businesses nine times in a row. Uh, we have um, about 120 people in the company now and, and oh. continuing to grow. And and uh, we have uh, employees in, in nine states and we have clients in 43 states. And so uh, we we have had the the gamut thrown at us and, and uh, love to share that experience with our clients. Absolutely. That's, yeah, it reminds me, uh, you know, uh, Mark Hahn from Nonfon aren't here today, but uh, Pacific Private Money has grown. Uh, I think they've doubled every single year for the wow. last at least five years. And uh, this year they're on track to do over a billion dollars worth of loans. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. And they're, and they're expanding to other states and all that. I'm, I'm sorry that they can't be on today because I know that uh, Mark just loves the kind of uh, business, uh, business that you're in. Um, And we've got a few minutes before our first commercial break. Um, Let's talk about your book, uh, Adapt or Die. Uh, what, Mm -hmm. what, What is that? Well, as, as we were going along, I realized that I, I, one, was making a lot of mistakes and I was learning as we went. And I was fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of really brilliant people that, that helped to coach and train me along as, as we were going and, and helped me from, you know, skinning my knee quite so badly and stubbing my toe quite so badly. And as a result of that, I, I kind of learned what I describe as the algorithm of success in the book. And, and so the book is teaching you all the things that you need to know in business to be successful as as you're building and growing. And the algorithm contains product and strategy and how you grow and the financial model, a lot about people and then operations and process. And so it kind of lays all of those things out on on the heels or as a part of a fable to to learn the practical applications and how these things um, actually are applied in the business rather than just theory like so many of the business books that you read. Okay, and then in the next uh, segment, I uh, definitely want to hear some stories from you uh, about that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm. Uh, I, it would have been awesome to have Jason Jennings on, who uh, is a, a be- who was a best-selling author. Unfortunately, he passed away last year. Uh, he wrote a best-selling book called uh, "It's Not the Big." Let's see, it's not the biggest that eats the small; it's the fastest that eats the slow. That's correct. Uh, yeah, it's a, basically yeah. it sounds like a kind of similar to your uh, your, your book because again, adapt or die. I really I really kind of like that. Um, and then, how did you get again? We'll just real quickly. Um, how, how did you uh, get uh, on Inc.'s magazine's uh, fastest growing list? How, how did that even uh, arrive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's an application process that you go through, but, but candidly, I mean, you, you have to grow fast as an organization and you have to be able to, to be successful. And, and we, we focused on, you know, high customer service and really helping people to get comfortable with technology. It's so overwhelming and oh, yeah. so many business owners just don't understand what they need to have. And candidly, they, they end up with the technology environment that's just overly complex. And, and then what do you do? You, 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 uh, you get in touch with Inc. Magazine and then they, they make you prove, I guess you have to prove your growth. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. It has to be certified. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Uh, before yeah. we go to break, um, how do people buy your book, Adapt or Die? 
you can get it on Amazon is, is, the, is the best way to get it right now. We'll eventually be able to uh, sell it from our website, which is also adapterdie.com. Uh, but if you go to Amazon and search for Adapter Die, Thomas Douglas, it'll come right up. Okay. And uh, I, I glanced at uh, Amazon, uh, and it looks like uh, you got a bunch of five stars there. Everybody seems to love it. Yeah, so far, so good. We've yeah. had some great feedback, and, and it's really making a difference. We've had some really cool stories about the impacts that it's making, which was the goal is to share it and pay it forward so that other people didn't have to learn the hard way. Okay. All right. We're going to cut to our first trivia question here. And again, uh, just a reminder, uh, Thomas, if you know the answer, don't say anything yet. We'll let you answer. I won't say anything. Okay. Uh, entertainment trivia is the theme. Whose tombstone bears the inscription, that's all folks. All right. I'll give you a little hint when we get back too. Uh, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate worth over $100. First trivia question, whose tombstone bears the inscription, that's all folks. All right. Stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Thomas Douglas. Um, first trivia question, whose tombstone bears the inscription, that's all folks? Who would that be, Thomas? Uh, unfortunately, I do not know the answer okay. to that. I, so I if we said, uh, that's all folks, would that help? No, I don't know. Okay. Mel but I don't know beyond that. Mel Blank. Ah, Mel Blank. Yeah, it's on his tombstone. I thought that's kind of sweet, actually. So on the on the studio, right now we're doing this by Zoom. So I usually say like in the studio, but uh, we're doing this by Zoom. Uh, we have Thomas Douglas, who is um, an author of the book Adapt or Die. Uh, can you give us some uh, give us some fun stories? Because there obviously you have to have some stories in order to write this book. Is yeah, it, right. Yeah, I, you know, I think that there's a couple of interesting stories that we share throughout it. And, and one of the things that we did that I think is, is kind of fun and unique in the book is, is we, we took the same small organization all the way through the algorithm of success. So, huh. so Chuck, the CEO, gets to learn about product and what it means to develop a product for a certain target customer so that you, have, you, you really understand what it is. And so he learns through the experiences of product and developing a strategy and then going into the growth pieces and so on through the process. But as a part of that, he deals with what I describe in the book as people puzzles. Um, and some of those people puzzles are solving like internal conflict of how you work through things and partner conflicts. And, and some of the fun stories in there is how Chuck has to solve these major life challenges associated with, you know, what happens when you've got two partners that aren't, aren't getting along? How do, how, do you, how do you solve those problems? And, um, and how do you deal with managers that have a tendency to step on their own tongue when it comes to uh, uh, saying and doing things with with their team that they shouldn't say and do, and 
Well, that, that brings me to one of these questions here, which is what are some of the practices you put into place to combat turnover and burnout? Because that's the thing is when I was uh, coming out of college, uh, it was during the, the Carter years. <laughs> and oh, wow. it, you know, we were lucky to find a job because of the recession yeah. back then. Now it seems like the younger crowd, I mean, they, they you know, you just change underwear and they change jobs, you know, They're just bouncing, <laughs> bouncing, bouncing all over the place. Uh, I think that that may have to change here pretty soon because I think a lot of employers are getting a little bit uh, tired of that. Um, but how, how do, uh, well, you know, what kind of practices do you put in place to, to combat turnover and burnout? Well, fundamentally, I believe that it's putting people at the center of everything that you do. Uh, you know, the mission with Adapt or Die is to create better leaders that create better businesses that make a difference in people's lives, that change the world through business. And, and when you put people at the center of everything that you do and you remember that that as a part of the decisions that you're making from a leadership team, that you need to make sure that people have the capacity, they've got the skill sets, and, and they've got the desire and clarity around what it is that they're doing, uh, and, and, and lead with honor. So what does it mean to treat somebody with respect and honor from the very beginning? And, and when you're doing that and you're drawing the vision and people can get on board with that from a, from a culture and from a long-term perspective, your, your, your turnover is a lot less and people are excited about their job rather than that, you know, the Sunday night blues of, oh my gosh, you know, I've got to go to work tomorrow morning. Because money is only a small part of it. it you know, people need to feel, they, they need to feel they have purpose and that yep. they're, they're, that they really, they really have real impact on the business. Mm -hmm. Like uh, my, uh, I call her associate, she's an assistant. I mean, she's been with us now for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And, right. And, and I pretty much just give to her. I trust her. And it's like, listen, you tell me what to do. And yeah. uh, I mean, I've always kind of taken that attitude. You know, ego gets you nowhere. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and, Couldn't agree more. I, I say in the book, one, one of the big tenets that I that I believe that, that leaders have to do, I guess there's a couple of them. The first one is that you, that you have to fall in love with the truth, even when you don't like it. Uh, That's good. And, and when leaders can lead from a place of truth and facts, then then it helps in terms of credibility. But two uh, is is appreciation is the currency for motivation. Um, and so when you, when you yeah. show the appreciation for your team and, and you're grateful for the contributions that they're making, the, the value that they bring, and they know that, that, that yeah. that's that piece of salary, you know, like I, I'm I'm a, appreciated in my job. I'm respected in my job. Yeah. You know, it helps, they, it helps people to feel like that they have a purpose, not only in the workplace, but in life because they're contrib contributing to something that's bigger and better than themselves. And that's ultimately what we want. And, and from a work ethic standpoint, I know like at uh, our company or at Mark's company, Pacific Private Money, the CEO, he's probably the hardest working person and everybody sees it. And so yes. it's a little hard to slack off when you, when you, when the CEO is working harder than you, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not like he's just sitting there with his feet up on the desk and just smoking cigars, waiting for money to roll in. You know? That's right. <laughs> yeah. You got to lead by example. That's exactly right. Yeah. Very good. Um, and uh, you were in the Navy. How did that experience uh, in, in service uh, contribute uh, to your leadership style? Uh, I think, it, you know, I learned as much about, uh, as I said earlier, I think I learned as much about what good leadership is, is, is bad leadership. Uh, you know, one of the one of the characters that I introduce in Adapt or Die is a guy that I uh, kind of funnily, uh, funnily refer to as Tomahaw, uh, which stands for the 
who made me a leader. Um, and, and maybe I'm not supposed to say that, but, um, but, but that's how I introduced him because he was, he was such a bad leader that treated everybody poorly. He, he didn't respect anybody's opinion. And, and I just vowed that if I was ever in the, in a position of leadership, that, that I would, I would never treat people that way, which kind of led to my theory or, or thesis that, that appreciation is the currency for motivation. It, it just, it just makes all the difference in the world to, to treat people with the respect and honor that they deserve. And so, um, I, you know, I, I learned a lot of those things, but you also gain an appreciation for how fortunate we are in the United States. I mean, uh, I, I had the, the chance to see 18 different countries, uh, and I wow. saw some really, really challenging, um, you know, living uh, just conditions and, and the way that people were str- struggling and suffering through. And so it gives you an appreciation to, to be really grateful for what you have yeah. and, and, and appreciate it for what it is, because until you see it, you don't, you don't have that same level of um, emotional touch with, with that, um, what some people have to go through just to get a meal. Yeah. Listen, I love work. I can sit and watch it for hours. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> actually, actually, you know, it's funny. Actually, uh, Sunday nights I get a little antsy because I actually I love working. So I I look forward yeah. to Mondays because I get to I get to work for a whole week. You know, so that's it. I, yeah, and that's why you know people say, well, when are you going to retire? And I go, I can't see retiring. I mean, what am I going to do? Play golf every day? And you know, and it's yeah. like okay. it's no purpose. You know, I mean, sure, I'll take off whenever I need to, and maybe you know work less or whatever, but I just, I, I love working. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to our second trivia question. We're pretty fast here. Okay. Which, which cast member of the TV show, the big bang theory has a real PhD. Now you got to know the show in order to know the answer to this. Uh, and in fact, she kind of uh, uh, expanded away from the show after it uh, was uh, canceled. We'll call, we'll call it that. Or it ended yeah. And uh, she went on to uh, uh, do another show. Uh, which cast member of the Big Bang Theory has a real PhD? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Stay with us. You're listening to the best of investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host. Now, my two co-hosts, Mark Hoff and Nam Fawn, are off today, but I do have a special guest, Thomas Douglas, uh, uh, author of the book Adapt or Die. But uh, let's answer our trivia question number two. Which cast member of The Big Bang Theory has a real PhD? And uh, if, you, if you don't know the show, it's about a bunch of nerds who are really uh, smart in uh, science. Uh, and it's I, I'm trying to try to pronounce her name, Ma'am Balick, and uh, she plays Amy, who is Sheldon's girlfriend slash wife, because they end, end up getting married. Um, and, and I believe she ended up uh, hosting a Jeopardy sh- Jeopardy for uh, uh, oh a few shows recently. Did a pretty good job, apparently. 
So and she has a real PhD in yeah. uh, bioscience, I think. Um, okay, so uh, we're talking with Thomas Douglas here, and I want to ask you a few more questions here. With the upcoming recession looming, how can your practice be applied to uh, boost morale and retention during tumultuous economic times? Yeah, you know, I think I think it's a tough one, uh, and I, but I think part of it is is communicating with your team. Uh, kind of proactively and preparing for what's coming. Uh, you know, we're, we've started to have some of the conversation around inflation and some of the challenges in our environment. You know, it's up to the business to create safety, i.e. cash and, and profitability in the company that, that creates stability for people's jobs. Um, but it's up to, to the entire team to be mindful of what it means to make the right choices. So managing expenses and making sure that the, that the products and the, and the customers that you're serving are actually produced the, the gross margins or the profits that you're expecting as an organization. And, and a lot of businesses don't have a good handle on their data when it comes to this. And so I think as a part of going into the recession, it's really important to know what levers to pull and, and to plan in advance. One of my mentors taught me years ago that, that, that when you're planning for situations like this, you, you need to plan three scenarios, the, the worst case scenario, the most likely scenario and the best case scenario. And that way you, you, you can anticipate what you may have to do before it comes down to crunch time. So you're walking through some of these challenges. You know, what if you lose your biggest client or your two biggest clients or, uh, you know, what, what are you going to do to recover from that? And what levers can you pull within the business to, to make sure that you're you're uh, running a sustainable business? business through and you, you, and you can time. change and that's yeah the, and start off saying a, a worst case scenario and realize well that's not going to happen so what right move on to the most likely one no, I like yeah that. that's uh that's pretty good um and then uh, you know we were just talking before about you know i love to work and all that kind of stuff but how does work-life balance look to you what do you expect of your employees it, well, it looks a lot different for me than it does for for the team because uh, I'm like you. I, I love I love what I do, and you know I get up around 4:20 every day. Uh, I start my day uh, by 4:30, uh, get a workout in in the morning, and you know by the time that most people are hitting the front door, I've I've done a tremendous amount of work for the day, and it's definitely my most productive time. So for me, it's 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 you know creating the work that I need to get done for the day. Sometimes before the day starts so that I can be here to support the team, serve the team, you know, answer questions and do those kind of things. Um, for the team, I think it, it oftentimes it's it's different. Um, in in our organization, one of the things that we do is really encourage people to be able to leave at the end of the day and leave in a high energy state. You know, so many people get to the five o'clock and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired, and so they go home and their family gets the worst of them. Uh, what I what I like to encourage people to do is, well, how do you end your day on a high energy point so that when you get home, your family's getting the best version of you. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so we, we try to encourage that and obviously taking time off and, and the things to recharge and, and checking out from time to time. I think but, it's, but how I think do it's you, So how do you help them stay really charged at the end of the day so they can give their families the best? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's tough, uh, but I think it's how you end the day. I mean, if if you're working through the whole day thinking, oh my gosh, is it almost five o'clock? Is it you know you it, it you naturally it's like it's like running a, a long distance race. By the end of it, you know you're kind of tapped out. Uh, sure. So how do you manage your energy through the day? And then what can you put at the end of the day that kind of charges you up? You know, are, are you having a, a team a team meeting that you're getting excited about, or are you rallying around how you're solving major problems? You're celebrating the wins that you had the day, or the achievements that you made so that people are in that positive state as, as they transition. Drink a pot of espresso. That's yeah, one way to go. Right? I mean, I tell my employees, I said, hey, what is, you know, when it's like we're trying to, trying to figure out how to, you know, how to work, how many hours, blah, 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 vacation. I go, what does 24-7 mean to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know about holidays. I say, well, you get Christmas off if it falls on a Sunday. You know? <laughs> I'm yeah. down to one. I'm down to one employee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I'm actually. It's funny because I'm actually. Uh, I think I'm one of those employers who I'm a little too nice to the employees, and so they mm-hmm. take advantage of me. Uh, in the past, they've, they've done that, and, and so I don't really sure. like working. I mean, I like working with people, but I don't really want to manage them for that reason. So it's kind yeah. of nice to, to to not be to, for me personally not to be the CEO anymore. Um, it, it was, I, I noticed that it's like, it was easy for this one employee we had many years ago. You know, she just kept coming in later and later and later. And, and it was so funny because one time I asked her, uh, why she was, you know, 20 minutes late. And she said, well, you know, traffic was hard, was, was bad. And it's always bad though. And I said, well, why don't you leave 15 minutes earlier? And her answer was, if I leave 15 minutes earlier, I'll be in worse traffic and I'll come in later. I'll be, I'll be more late. <laughs> I go, what science class did you take? <laughs> to me, that didn't, that didn't make sense at all. Yeah. Uh, no, so uh, let's see here. When we get back, uh, you, I want to ask you, because there's some kind of a master class that you're going to be teaching in August, and we're going to want to yeah. find out about that. Um, and also, uh, before we do that, uh, about the pandemic, what that taught you about business in America, because that obviously must have changed some stuff from uh, what you had before. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, third trivia question is on the TV show Cheers. Remember that? Cheers? Do, right. yeah. yeah. Okay. What was Sam's nickname when he pitched for the Boston Red Sox? So if you remember, Cheers is the bar in Boston, and he yeah. was the owner of the bar, which I guess he eventually wasn't the owner at some point. Maybe he sold it, but he still worked on as a bartender. Uh, but he was a previously he was a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, and he had a nickname. Um, what was his nickname when he pitched for the Boston Red Sox? And it's uh, uh, Ted Danson is uh, you know the. The guy yeah. who played uh, Sam. All right, yeah. call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answers. We're going to win that tanning certificate on the TV show Cheers. What was Sam's nickname when he pitched for the Boston Red Sox? Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that down. We are going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer.
Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Thomas Douglas. Third trivia question on the TV show Cheers, which was uh, in the 1980s, I believe. Uh, What was Sam's nickname when he pitched for the Boston Red Sox? Yeah, sorry. I remember that one. Well, so his last name was Malone, and his nickname was Mayday. They called him Mayday Malone. All right, Dave Malone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Today on the trivia. <laughs> well, that's okay. All right. So we have Thomas Douglas here in the studio, and he's written the book "Adapt or Die." Uh, so I want to ask you, what about the pandemic? What, what did that teach you about business in America? Well, I, I would say number one, agility. Um, when when you know supporting. Uh, so many clients in so many different areas, we had to, within a matter of a week, uh, make it possible for a lot of those business to be able to uh, support a hybrid work environment. So how do your people work from home when they've never had that experience before? And and so while a lot of our clients had prepared for that, there there were many, uh, specifically financial institutions, where it was kind of faux pas for banks to allow people to work from home because of the security requirements. Sure. Uh, and, and on a dime, we had to pivot and, and make that possible. And and so, uh, you know, agility in the business and anticipation of what the technology might need to support to make sure people can stay productive and the business can operate. Uh, and in it was. It was, it was certainly a challenging uh, few weeks for us to to work through, but but the team stepped up and, and made it possible. And so, uh, and our, our clients adapted very well. Uh, and I think most people around the country did, as we saw people get comfortable with it. But you know, it's it's one of the things that I share uh, in the book and often is that th- once things shift, they don't unshift. Uh. And. And and that's why I think that you see so many people who still want to work from home, at least in, in, a, in some environment. And and so, you know, you, you've heard, you know, Tesla, you know, really wanted everybody to come back. And so many other organizations said, you have to come back. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, we're, you know, so many employees were like, no, we're not we're not going to do that. I'll go find another job that supports it. And, and so I think I think the mentality around business and what it means for people to be productive and manage, you know, the best of what what it means to have proper mental health, which is a part of teamwork, but also the, the life balance that comes from not having to drive for an hour every day and deal with the traffic, you know, that, that helps everyone as well. And so I think that that agility and adaptability within the business is just absolutely critical. You know, you would think, though, that people still want to have some camaraderie. Uh, you know, doing mm-hmm. Zoom can only do so much. And Agreed. some of these companies are saying, well, you know, you got to come into the office one day a week or two days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly enough, Mark Comp talked about this, a specific amount of money. He was concerned when uh, everyone would, had to work remotely. He didn't think that they were going to be um, very efficient. And he said he was glad that he was proven wrong. I mean, and yeah. that's mostly because of the team, right? I mean, you could, if you have sloppy people, you know, staying in their pajamas all day and, you know, oh, I got one hour of work done. Woo! You know, that's going to be a lot different than, um, you know, somebody really says, hey, listen, I got to put in this number of hours. Interestingly enough, too, some, there's some companies that, you know, when I, when I worked for a company years ago, they basically, you know, after a year, you got two weeks vacation. That's kind of how it mm-hmm. was. Um, or I think maybe, maybe you got only one week. And then after two years, then you got two weeks. 
And right. now a lot of these companies are doing this uh, basically uh, PTO, pay, paid time off. You can pretty much take a vacation anytime you want. But, you know, you think that a lot of people would take advantage of it, but they're finding out that people are not going as, which is good. They're not taking yeah. as advantage of it. In fact, they have to kind of look back and kind of go, gosh, I actually need to take some time off. You know, yeah. maybe, but, but don't you think part of that's because the pressure that the employer is putting on them to, to hit certain goals? Uh, I, I'm sure that there is some part of that, but what we have found to be the case that we've had to really work on as an organization is they don't want to let their team down. So when you when you build a really strong team dynamic and That's one person all of a sudden bails out, the, you know, obviously the rest of the team has to step in and, and carry that weight. And yeah. what we have found is they, they don't want to let their team down. Their loyalties are That's there. Great. And, and, and so we're really having to challenge the team. Well, how can we give everybody permission to take time off where they don't feel guilty for doing so, like they're letting yeah. the team down? Um, so how, in, in, how do they yeah, do that? So how do, how do they, how, how, how do they balance that? Well, it's, it's, it's getting very intentional, uh, you know, planning for, you know, Joe is going to take a, a week off or two weeks off in, in from, you know, in three weeks from now, how yeah. do we as a organization prepare for that? You know, whether it's backfilling that, that person, you know, from another team or, you know, rotating people in and out or just making sure that your team has the capacity to handle the, the work that's going to be coming in at that time. Well, uh, and I've actually had to tell my assistant, seriously, and I'm not kidding. I've told, I had to tell her, stop working so hard. Yeah. I'm really concerned about you. I go, I know, I mean, you're great, but you're, you're working too many. You're, you're just working too much, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but she's very, very dedicated and, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's she's great to have. Uh, but yeah. let me ask you, you've got um, a, a master class coming up in August here. Um, what, what is that going to look like and how uh, can the listeners, if they uh, are interested, sign up? Yeah, we, we would love to have people join us. Uh, we're, we've actually shifted it. It's going to start in September. Okay. Uh, so we, we realized that, that it was going to conflict with kind of the back to school time. And so we wanted to make sure that the kids were back to school when we launched it. Uh, and so uh, we in, in the master class, we're going to do deep dives in each component of the algorithm of success. So it starts with leadership and, and we're going to focus hard on what it means to be a good leader that, that is a servant leader that really supports and puts people first and makes a difference in their lives and then then we're going to get into to the product arena and what it means and you know to develop a a product that really creates value for your target customer and how do you know what the target customer appreciates and they see value in that we describe as a cash trigger so what is it that that is so valuable about the product that people are going to let go of their hard-earned cash uh and so we want to make sure that we're we're clear and in diving into that and then we get into strategy so how fast do you want to grow and, and how many do you how many of your products or services do you need to sell to get there, uh, which feeds into how, how do you build a sales and marketing engine or a growth engine that supports that? How do your financials line up? And so we're going to go into financial management and modeling, which oh, a lot of people okay. I find is I, it's one thing to run a P&L. But it's another thing to make sure that the that the model of the business supports scale and growth and, and yeah. reinvesting in the business and, and creating protections. And then a whole big section on people puzzles and, and how to empower people and make sure that you get the retention that you want and that, that you really use those people uh, in, in the organization in a way that they're excited about. Um, so so, so is, is there like a website people should go to to sign up? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, adapterdie.com. Um, adapterdie.com, okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you go there and you can get, you can get, sign up for our newsletter. You can find more information about it and it will, uh, you can, you can sign up for the masterclass there. It's not ready just yet in terms of signing up, but it will, we'll send out an email and let you know when, when the details are finalized. How, how much uh, will that cost? Four ninety seven. Okay. $497. Um, we, we wanted, uh, it's an eight week course. Uh, so, so 90 minutes a week trying to make it, uh, affordable, uh, easy for, for every small business owner to, to invest in, uh, and, uh, not so much time that, that it becomes a burden, but it creates a lot of value because we know small business owners are just strapped for time. Okay. All right. Very good. Thomas Douglas, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Stay tuned. The Best of Investing will be back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Thomas Douglas. Uh, No trivia question, but I want to give a little pitch here for uh, Pacific Private Money. Uh, As I mentioned, we as a company are going to do probably over a billion dollars worth of uh, business. Very interesting. A lot of mortgage companies are laying off people because interest rates have gone up. There's less demand for refi uh, business, but Pacific private money. Yeah, they do some refis, but they're primarily uh, focused on the uh, origination of purchases. And they're one of the few licensed lenders in California to do owner occupied consumer bridge loans. So somebody wants to buy their next house, hasn't sold the current one. They don't have to move twice. Many times the bank won't give them uh, the loan until they sell their other house. So what's somebody to do? Uh, Pacific Private Money provides a nice bridge loan for them. Uh, Interest rates have gone up a little bit, but it's still palatable, especially since there's no prepayment penalty. So you can use Pacific Private Money to get your loan for your new house. And then you've got all the time now to go ahead and refinance with a real bank, cash them out go down to a decent uh, rate, you know, because they do charge higher than the bank. Uh, right sure. now it's probably close to about 9% compared to, you know, what 5% you can get in the bank. But again, mm-hmm. if you pay it off in a month, that's not that much extra interest that you're paying. And then from the, from the investor standpoint, um, the interest rates have gone up a little bit also. Uh, so the main fund that they're pushing right now is called the Freedom Fund. Uh, it does have a $250,000 minimum. Um, it, uh, you, you should call uh, 415-883-2150 to find out what the interest rate is because depending upon how much money you put in. Uh, if you put in half a million dollars, you get a little higher interest rate. And if you put in a million dollars, you get even more. So uh, nice. the, best, the best part is no fees to get in, no fees to get out. And uh, it's only a uh, 30-day um, uh, notice that they need to get your money back to give you your money back. So it's almost like a money market account, uh, but there's no check writing privileges. So you could put your money in today, earn a decent interest rate, and then wait for your next investment in the stock market or real estate or whatever you want to do. And then just give them 30 days notice when you want your money back. 
So nice. In today's world, that's a gift. It's a, that's very, very good. Yeah. Um, especially since you don't have to tie your money up, you know, yeah. that's the best part. Um, and your principal stays the same because it's not traded on a stock exchange. Right. Right. So that's, I mean, the market's dropped like, I think 20% since the beginning of the year. So, uh, uh it's, it, it, the best part is you don't want to lose money. You know, that's yeah. the best yeah. part. <laughs> so call them at, uh, or you call them at 415-883-2150 or go to pacificprivatemoney.com. Uh, Thomas, any last uh, words before we cut out for the day? Well, I just want to say thanks for letting me uh, be a part of it. Uh, you know, our, our mission is to, to share what we've learned and help small business owners to be more successful and make a difference in the world. So we're, we're grateful to be on the show. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, and it was a pleasure to have you. You definitely have some good stuff. Uh, so your book, Adapt or Die, can be uh, ha- purchased on uh, Amazon.com. And yep. then also go to adaptordie.com to register for uh, your upcoming uh, master's class in September. Right? That's correct. Very yep. good. All right. So now we're going to cut out for our thoughts of the day. What did the priest say at the salad bar? Let us pray. <laughs> Let us pray. Okay. And why can't you use stew, S-T-E-W, as a password? It's not strong enough. <laughs> you like that one? All right. We got we got two yeah. chuckles out of you, Thomas. We like that yeah, one. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So again, uh, contact PacificPrivateMoney.com if you either need a loan or you want to invest in a high interest rate. All right. Or call them at 415-883-2150. Well, anyway, we're going to cut out today. Uh, tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information, is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.